Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. Good morning, everyone. You look wonderful. Well, I want to kick things off here with a special announcement. We've been kind of promoing it just a little bit, but it has to do with the Nathan Initiative. And uh, like everybody knows, I'm not saying I'm stating the obvious here. COVID has been this really wild, crazy time where it's really uh, for so many of us in so many different parts of our lives, we've had to hit pause on different things that we're doing. And we were certainly doing that with the Nathan Initiative, hitting pause and just going, okay, what, what happens with all of this? What happens with our plans? What happens with the timing and the scope? How's it going to affect what's happening in the world with all of the things that we had been planning to do? And I just want to say right here, two big words, but God. But God has continued moving on our behalf, even in the midst of pandemic. But God. And you have been so generous. And I just want to thank you, brothers and sisters, the church family here at Antioch, Fort Worth. And since March, our giving has remained strong and we are right on track for where we had planned to be at this point in time, even before the pandemic. It's really incredible. And as a result of God's abundant provision, after prayerful evaluation, diligent preparation and collective collaboration... We are excited to announce that we are moving forward with our building project and we'll have a groundbreaking service right here on October 18th. Amen. So what that means, what that means, I feel like a politician. (laughs) What that means is that October 18th is going to be for us a historic day in the history of the church, really. It will be just a, a really big time for us. We'll be kicking off a new series called Given. That's what Nathan actually means in Hebrew. It's a Hebrew word that means given. That's why we keep talking about given to God, given for others. And so we'll be kicking that off on that day, October uh, uh, 18th. And what that means then is that our projected timeline is to be in the new auditorium and the new kids space right here in late spring 2021. It's really awesome. And if that seems a bit surreal... It's because God is the God of the impossible. It's what he does. He moves. He's always moving. He's always carrying his work forward. And I hope that this is an encouragement to your soul. And we, as a a people together, are a beacon of light showing what God can do in the midst of all the craziness that's going on in the world. Thank you, Lord. I just want to just a couple weeks ago, we talked about Matthew chapter 16 and how on the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You didn't get that from your you didn't get that on your own, Peter. That came from heaven. That is the revelation. And Jesus is still building his church on that revelation. Amen. So there you go. Y'all doing all right so far? Open your Bibles then, if you would, to Colossians chapter 2. Last week we read through Colossians 1. And you're like, are we going to read a whole chapter again? We are. We absolutely are. We are reading the Word of God today. And 
this week, we are going to focus in, last week we talked about the hope of glory and who Jesus is and what he means to us. And then this week, we're going to focus in on our thinking because there is a great battle going on in the world today for our minds, for our thinking. And that's what chapter two is really going to highlight for us. We're in the midst of, you remember that quote I read last week that images, images with a vengeance. I was reading that, uh, that, that, uh, commentary on Colossians images coming at us with a vengeance and it was written in 2004 and they like Facebook wasn't there and Instagram wasn't there but images really are coming at us with a vengeance and so we want to be people that learn to think rightly so here's the main thing today and I'm just I'm boiling it down I'm gonna have one point sort of I mean it'll but one point does I know you need it clear. So, and it's this God is calling us to radically focus our thinking to the reality that is found in Jesus Christ. So, let's read this together. And here's the one question I want you looking for as we read the Bible together. One thing How is my thinking shaped by Jesus Christ? Sound like a good question? How is my thinking? How is our thinking? shaped by Jesus Christ. And so, if you would, to honor the reading of God's Word, if you would stand up, please. If you're where you can. And you're looking for how is my thinking shaped by Jesus or anything else the Holy Spirit might highlight to you. Let's read God's Word together. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and established and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the elemental spirits, spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. And in him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism. Amen. In which you were also raised with Him through your faith in the working of God, who raised Him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us, and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. 
And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person goes into great detail about what they've seen. And they are puffed up with idle notions with, by their unspiritual mind. They've lost connection with the head from whom the whole body is supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews. And it grows as God causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to this world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based merely on human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. This, brothers and sisters, is the Word of God. And we say, thanks be to God. Amen. Have a seat. All right. So here's what I want to do right here at the start. Everybody is competing for your attention. The world is competing for your attention. All the, all the news feeds are competing for your attention. So here's what I want you to do. If I can get all the kids, get ready. Every, if you're a kid, you consider yourself a kid and can hear my voice, get ready. And then if everybody else, I'm going to preach louder than those cars on 20. If everybody else that doesn't consider yourself a kid, get ready. And on the count of three, I want you to make noise. And then I'm going to go like this and we're going to stop. Okay? On the count of three, get ready to make some noise. One, two, three. Okay, that's what's happening every day. There's competing voices for your attention. There's competing thoughts for your minds. And what God wants us to do is to be shaped by Jesus Christ, to have his wisdom in our hearts and minds. Y'all remember the story in 1 Kings chapter 3? God comes to Solomon, the new king, and he says, I'll give you whatever you want. And Solomon says, well, what I really want is wisdom. And God says, well done. That's a good prayer request is ask for wisdom. And you guys, what I'm saying here is, is that Jesus Christ is the one in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So just, I mean, this, that's mind blowing. So when we go back through chapter two and we think about the things that are shaped in our thinking. That's what Paul's wanting us to do is to have our thinking shaped by Jesus. Look at what's there. The riches. Well, first of all, he wants us to be united in heart and encouraged in our love for one another. Anybody see somebody else today and you were like, oh, man, it is so good to see you. I mean, I was doing that just like, ah, we want this encouraged in heart, united in love so that our thinking will be shaped right. We'll know the mystery of God. Anybody ever wonder what the mystery of God is? 
Whoa, that's deep. Somebody said it. Jesus. It's namely Christ. He's the one in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So thinking shaped by Jesus Christ looks like the riches of complete understanding. It looks like wisdom and knowledge coming into us. It looks like not being deceived. He said, I I want you to have this so you won't be deceived by fine sounding arguments. God wants us to have this in our thinking, to be shaped in this way, to be disciplined and to be firm in the faith, to live in him rooted and built up in Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? But it's a it's a it's a it's a discipline. It's a walking in the same direction for a long haul. God wants us to continually be being shaped by him. And it's going to be marked by overflowing thankfulness. How many of you know that your mind changes when you start giving thanks to God? It's the truth, isn't it? I mean, you can turn a frumpy little child or a frumpy big child into a renewed person with just a good dose of thanksgiving flowing out of your mouth instead of what's going wrong in the world. So come on, Lord, help us to get renewed through overflowing thankfulness. Thinking shaped by Jesus means avoiding captivity of deceptive philosophies, these hollow and deceptive philosophies that basically, they all kind of go back to the fall. It's all kind of centered in self. And I end up being, you know, you can have a lot of philosophies out there that even overlap with being a Christian. But at the heart, even though, hey, I want to do good to people, I want to help people out. But it's if self's at the center of that, we're missing the wrong. We've got the wrong center. We want to be centered in our thinking in Jesus Christ and avoid captivity of deceptive philosophies. So thinking shaped by Jesus means also knowing the fullness of God in Christ and that Christ is in you. We talked about that last week, right? The fullness of God is in Jesus Christ and Jesus is in us. Man, that's good news. It's good on that day when the Holy Spirit comes, you'll you'll realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Not distant, right here with us, going through all of the stuff that we're going through. Even though we think we're by ourselves, we think we're in the dark, He is with us and He will never, ever leave us. Amen. Thinking shaped by Jesus means knowing the headship of Jesus over the powers. That Jesus Christ is victorious through the cross over the powers. Thinking shaped by Jesus means the baptized life. So what we've just been doing here, the baptized life, is that we died with Jesus. When He died on the cross, we died with Him. When He was raised from the tomb, we are raised with Him. Baptism pictures that unbelievable reality that God's done that for us in Jesus Christ. Really good news as we welcome several first-time visitors or members (laughs) to the church service. Little bitty babies for the first time. I love it. I love it. So thinking shaped by Jesus also means knowing that we are forgiven, that we are set free from bondage, that there's no condemnation over us. Anybody need to know that? Like, Maybe something happened this past week or this past month or this past year. And you need to know that you're not condemned because of Jesus Christ. 
There is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. It's really awesome news. We are victorious because He is victorious. And that picture there, that triumphing picture of triumphing over the powers by the victory of the cross, it's like the Romans would do when they would beat somebody and they'd win this battle, they'd come and they'd bring the, the king's stuff and, and maybe even march the king and some of his key leaders right through the city of Rome and they'd have to just kind of go along behind. That's the picture of what Jesus Christ has done for us, winning the battle over the powers and the authorities that are oppressing us. It's good news. So that's, this is the kind of thinking that we want. Thinking shaped by Jesus Christ also means avoiding the religious mindset and avoiding the rules mindset. And that's what both of those last two paragraphs are about. The religious mindset. And that's where everybody drifts because of the fall. And not just people that say they don't have any religion. They do. It's a religious mindset. I've met some unbelievably religious atheists. It's a, it's a, it's a staunch kind of religious belief in what they believe that puts themselves above others and allows them to judge. But religious people, even in Christian circles, can do the same thing. We can have a religious mindset that puts us in the judge's seat over others. So we want to avoid that religious mindset so that we're just kind of holding off these things we do, you know, and then and then missing out on where the reality is, even for the Jews. So that kind of refers to the, the Jews in Colossae. And then you've got that next one there is that there's this mysterious kind of the unknown. That's why he keeps talking about the mystery and all of that. And he's saying whether you're Jewish or whether you're a pagan philosopher, you know, the reality for all of us is what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. So the reality is Jesus Christ. And we must be connected to Him who is the head. And so let me just boil this down now. So that's me going through, thinking about, thinking shaped by Jesus in Colossians chapter 2. And practically, what do we do with that? How do we get that into our lives every single day? How do we get thinking shaped by Jesus Christ into our lives? So the way He says it, I'll just use verses 6 and 7. So then, just as you received... Christ Jesus is Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving. So here's the deal. Everybody is building a garden with your thoughts. Everybody's growing something up in your mind. Does it make sense? We're all doing it. Some, some stuff is good and needs to flourish in our thinking. And some stuff is like weeds. Again, that masculine story I tell from time to time about the secret garden. It's a movie, a little book, but it's kind of a guy deal. But these kids go in. Tough crowd today. Tough crowd. I'll be here all day. Um, so, so these kids go in, they find this overgrown garden and they have to start weeding things out of it. That's what our minds are like. We, there's things that need to go. And there's things that need to be developed and flourish and grow. And we need to feed in our minds. And what Paul is saying, feed on Jesus Christ. Be rooted in Him. Have deep roots and good soil. 
Let things be developed in your life. The starting place is the reality of Jesus Christ. And it is grown, that garden is grown through our everyday thinking. Just It's practical. Just everyday thinking. The way you think every day. And so if you're going to work on your everyday thinking, when do you want to start working on it? So when you get up, is that a good time to start working on it? Or do you wait till later in the day? I'm a new, I start working on it at noon. No. Kids got it. We start the first thing. And you've heard me say this a thousand times, but the most important piece of pastoral advice I can give is to start your day with Jesus Christ. Get up, spend time with Him. You know, it's not a bummer. It's no more of a bummer than brushing your teeth is a bummer. How many of you are into brushing your teeth? Y'all wave. (laughs) Wow. That's, uh, I think that's probably some of Aiden's buddies. He's scheduled a flyover, I'm sure. So, where was I at? Brushing your teeth. Kim's looking at me going. So, brushing your teeth. Um, Is brushing your teeth good for your teeth? Is getting up and spending time with Jesus good for your thinking? It is. It's just real practical. Just think about it like, I, my thinking is going to go better when I get up and think about and talk to and relate and meditate on God. We don't, you know, we're going through so much stuff right now that we don't want to just wake up one day and go, what happened? We need good thinking to navigate pandemic and all the things that's going on in our country. Oh my goodness. Do we, we need, and it's not my goodness, it's his goodness. Weird phrase, just stuck it in there. Um, But we need his thinking to navigate the elections, right? We need the thinking, the wisdom of Jesus Christ. In all of this, we need Him. And when we get up and spend time with God, just on a practical basis, just day in and day out, that affects our everyday thinking. And if we keep doing that, then that affects our every week thinking. And if we keep doing that, that affects our every month thinking. And over time, you start cultivating a life that's really and truly rooted and built up in Him. And so part of that is we are concerned about the soil that we're trying to grow up our life in Christ in. Like if we don't have the right nutrients around or we're just rocks and worries and concerns all the time, it's going to choke out those roots and those, that, that good stuff that's growing in our lives. Lord, help us. Every new challenge is an opportunity for thinking with the wisdom of Jesus Christ and letting His wisdom take root in our lives. Think about how practical what you feed on is. I, I don't think it's a, I think it's interesting to me that all of these different things that come into our lives are called feeds. You're like a news feed or a social media feed. I don't have my phone on me right now, but it's like I realized the other day I'd been looking at it more because of the time we're in and all that. I've been looking at it more, and then I suddenly realized I'm flipping it up, but what I'm really doing is flipping it down 
like that and feeding. I'm feeding on this stuff. And some of it's good and some of it's just anxiety producing, not the mind of Christ kind of stuff. And I'm but I'm feeding on it all the same. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So practically, Lord, help us. It's it is practical. The streams, the feeds, the things that we're feeding on. We want Jesus Christ to be the reality in our lives. We want him to be the one that we are hungering and thirsting for more than anything else in life. You know, I, uh, I put some extra resources there for you on your outlines. You can find that on the mobile app. But one of those things, I mean, I can only stand up here and preach so long, but uh, my dear brother Jim Reynolds has a podcast called The Politics of Jesus. And I want to encourage you to listen to September 1st where he's talking about COVID, the Constitution, and Christ's freedom. Jim Reynolds, he's part of the church here, and he's, uh, I don't want to say his age, but he's been around a while, and he's got some great wisdom for us. And he talks an hour and 15 minutes, and I'm not going to do that to you today. So here's the deal. This, this baptism that we just did, that's what Paul was talking about, the baptized life. When we are baptized into Christ, we are completely immersed. It's a new reality. It's, it really is heaven overlapping in our person, in who we are. You know, I walked up to somebody I hadn't seen in a while today, and we were just looking at each other and expressing love with our eyes and just wanting to hug each other. And I said, this is like, and he said, heaven. And I was like, that's good. Heaven. It's like heaven meeting earth with brothers and sisters. We are defined by each other. And we are defined by the one that we love, Jesus Christ. And He is the person above all persons that has crossed all the world to meet us and to find us and to save us. And that's what baptism pictures. You know, last year, I forget what, what day it was, but we had one of these baptism days and we had, I don't know, 20 people or so baptized. And the last person to be baptized, and uh, I don't see him just right now, but uh, there was this guy named Daniel Curran. And Daniel had come to the service for the first time that day. Somebody said, you need to go to Antioch, Fort Worth. And we were doing baptisms. And we stood up, just like I'm doing right now, and said, hey, at the end of this, if anybody wants to be baptized, here's water. There's nothing stopping you from being baptized. You can be baptized as well. Join us. I mean, Micah's right down here at the front, and I just encourage you, if you want to be baptized, let us know. We'll stay, you know. And so we were doing that. We were having some ministry and just kind of responding to the Lord. And Daniel came down and told, told Micah, said, hey, I want to be baptized. And so he had a T-shirt on and his jeans. He took off his shoes, and he just got baptized right there on the spot. It was awesome. And Daniel has been this awesome brother we've been walking with since that day. And along with uh, uh, Jason Davis and John Pinkerton and all these guys that have helped us figure out the camera stuff, we weren't doing that before COVID. And they've helped us and served. And he's just been on this faithful brother who's got this powerful testimony. And I'm just going, are there any other Daniels out there today that need to respond to this good news of transformational thinking and life and this incredible miracle of freedom, forgiveness, no condemnation, the victory of the cross. That's what God does for us 
in Jesus Christ. And if you in any way want to respond to that, let us know. But what I want to do right now is ask you to stand up. And Aaron, come on up. Just play a little bit of guitar for us. Just, I'm going to pray. And let's respond to the Lord for just a minute here. We'll just pray. Yeah. Just turn your hearts to the Lord. Man, it's so good to be together. Just what is the Lord speaking to you personally right now about your thinking? Lord, how is my, sh- how is my thinking shaped by Jesus Christ? Lord, we just proclaim that You are the One in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You are the mystery of God revealed. And we proclaim praise and honor and glory to Your name. And we ask, Lord, help us out of our darkened thinking. Lord, help us out of our shallow, hollow places we've bought into philosophy that is not You. Lord, help us to wake up and see that the reality is found in You, in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, come. Help us. Give us wisdom and understanding. Help us to know what God's will is even today. I just pray all across the parking lot right now, just however the Lord's leading you to respond to Him, that you would take that next step. That you would take that step of faith. You'd take that step of trusting in Him and believing in Him. You'd take that if it's obedience and baptism. If you've not done that and you're a follower of Jesus, man, let's do it. You know, it's not a, you know, wait down the road one day. Like, here's water. What's hindering me from being baptized? Let's do it. And so, Father, I just pray for my friends, brothers, and sisters and our beautiful church family. Thank you for the love that is here in this place. And Lord, shape us and change us. We acknowledge, Lord Jesus Christ, that You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of God. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the bread that we need in our souls right now. You are the living water that we need to not spiritually dehydrate. Lord, would You make us people that are rooted and built up in You. That we, we are absolutely overflowing with thankfulness. Lord, convict us. Just bring that beautiful conviction of ingratitude and just release a flood of gratefulness, of thanksgiving. That we would be an overflowing with thanksgiving kind of people. And that we would do this, what we've seen today, and live the baptized life. Buried with you, the old flesh done away with and alive to you even though it's an overlap for sure because we still experience it we all do but we want to be alive to you in the resurrected mind lord jesus shape our thinking in jesus mighty name amen man i love you guys may the lord's blessing be upon you as you go Find a few people, say hi to them, express your love to them, and may you be kingdom people that have the minds that are shaped by the wisdom of Jesus Christ in all you do. Go in peace. So much love to you all. Amen. Love y'all.